0: Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 10 of Word Spoken. I'm your host, Henry. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, So before I tell you about who's coming on to the show this week, I just wanted to announce a couple of things. So February is going to be a really big month for me. Um, I'm going to be hosting my very first poetry night. Um, So it's going to be in collaboration with a magazine called Shadow. Um, so if you want to give them a follow on Instagram, um, head to shadow.mag. That's S-H-A-D-O dot mag. Um, so if you follow them and you follow the podcast, you'll see all of the promo and stuff we're going to do for the night. It's on the 18th of February um, and it's going to be a really great night. So, yeah, um, please comment down to that if you are free. Um we would really love your presence there Um, the other thing that's also going to happen literally two days later alongside the guest that's uh, on my show this week, Ella um, on the 20th of Feb um, I'm going to be doing a live word spoken episode in a theatre as part of the Off the Chest Poetry Night So the rough kind of format is I'm going to interview live on stage the three features from the night, um, and I'm really, really excited to do it, Um, and hopefully I'm going to be able to put it out as an episode on this podcast. So, lots going on that I'm really excited about. Um, make sure you follow Off the Underscore Chest uh, to keep up to date with that event. Um, and yeah, really excited to get it all going. Um, so, yeah, the guest coming on to my show this week is Ella. So, Ella is a London based playwright, poet, and performer originally from East Sussex. She writes about women in relation to power, sex and family. She's performed her poetry all over the country, performing at Wise Words Festival, the Orange Tree and the Camden Roundhouse. She currently co-hosts Off the Chest, a monthly poetry night in Marlend, uh, which I mentioned just now. Uh, She had a debut spoken word show entitled Did I Choose These Shoes, which went to both the Brighton and Edinburgh Fringe. So we're talking about a girl of many, many talents. Um, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, She, as a poet, is able to tap into both her comedic side and her more personal raw side. Um, So the outcome of which is some really great stuff. So yeah, enjoy this first poem. It's entitled Drunk Poets.
1: You are a poet, when you're a bit tipsy. All that your heart cages up leaks out of your lips. You fluidly roll each syllable off your tongue. Like Shakespeare or Wordsworth, but bevved and young. You're a poet, once you've had a few pints. Pulling me aside, fluent fingers tracing thighs like I am your very own language or dialect. As if when you look into my eyes, you just know which words to select. And you, your Lord Byron, once you've downed a bottle of vodka. All smart and sharp and enigmatic. But compare me to a rose one more time and I will go fucking manic. Because I know you won't mean it in the morning. Once your eyes wince as the sun starts dawning. And this is what we do. This, our self-medication. Sometimes the only thing we rely on for any form of validation. We riddle and rhyme and sing from rooftops. Crawl into cheap club nights, flasks stuffed into jackets. And amid the cans and the ash and the sweat, I feel the tingle of eyes wash the curve of my neck. I feel your loose laces tickling, sticky floors. I feel the base quivering, the cluttered curls of your hair and that thin, rusty chain you always wear. It takes nothing to meet your gaze, even in this neon fueled hazy maze. So, in those poisoned moments, I let you become that poet. So all-consuming you could not know it, it feels so natural, You forget these phrases are merely tactical. Lure me with your romantic rhetoric, entice me with a casual sonnet. And once it's worn off, you close yourself in. Cloak it over with all the nonchalance you can muster, but you, you should be careful who you grow lyrical around. Because I'll poet the fuck out of you, and I'll voice it out loud.
0: Ella, thank you very much for that first piece. That was lovely, um, and yeah, thank you for coming down. It's a really, it's really early this one. This is the earliest I've ever recorded an episode. What
1: eleven o'clock? At eleven o'clock.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a morning person. I am, I am I'm far, far from. Um, But how are you doing?
1: I'm good. No, don't get me wrong. I am not a morning person either. I, this is ridiculous for a Saturday. For me. Um, what are we coffee.
0: doing to ourselves?
1: Uh, torture. What we do for our art, eh?
0: Hey, it is, isn't it? Um, look, thank you very much for that first piece. Uh, that was really lovely. That was really lovely. And also, I, um, I think the the last line, "I will poet the fuck out of you," is uh, one of my favourite lines I've ever heard heard in a poet. Oh, stop it! <laughs> no, but that's so good. Like that's such a good line.
1: Oh, jeez. Um,
0: what? Um, Why did you write that piece?
1: Why did I write that
0: piece? Yeah, because so normally I ask uh, when and then last week Tanaka said uh, that isn't as important as uh, why. Time is just Mm. a social construct or something like that, Uh, which I thought kind of makes sense. Like, so, yeah, the question I'm going to ask then is is why did you write that as opposed to when? Yeah,
1: Um, I wrote. Sorry, I'm going to answer that question by saying when I wrote it. But I think it is prevalent to why. Um, I wrote it my first year of uni. And originally, like, the first draft wasn't about a specific person. Yeah. But it sort of um, became about a specific person as, like, the same thing kept happening. Okay. Um, And I guess the idea was first born out of, like, how we are two different people, especially at this age, in my first year of uni, people getting pissed the whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, And how people do behave in a very different way to feed their own agendas. Um, Mm. uh, But those agendas are maybe not the same in the morning when you wake up, Um, (laughs) obviously. I mean, we're all guilty of that to a certain extent. Yeah, Um, yeah, But, you know, it's just uh, what side of it you're you're facing, what side of it you're on. Um, So I guess it's just... Yeah, doing that, <laughs> getting drunk basically, and people being kind of dicks. Um, yeah, but yeah.
0: No, I mean, I guess that, I guess that kind of happens. So because that that's also a video which is up on YouTube, right?
1: Yeah, Muddy Feet Poetry. Go and check them out if you guys haven't already. So, um, so
0: I actually haven't ever been to that night. Um,
1: Genesis Slam. Okay. Yeah, it's good.
0: What? Well, so you've like done a few slams, right? As well, because you've you've done mm. that one and you also did the Camden Roundhouse one.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. I did the semi finals of that, um, where I met like a whole group of people who were also doing it. A's was on that yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Abina, who just featured it off the chest, UKG. Yeah. Um, so it's like amazing opportunity to meet other poets. Um, yeah, I did that semi finals. Um, I did. I recently did actually know in September, the Farrago Slam, I won that in September. Hey, Sounds yeah. Sounds alright. With this poem, slam actually, champ. the one I just did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have it every month. It's actually the <laughs> longest running poetry night. It's been going for 27 years. What? The longest one in London. Not many people know about it, though, because it's no, been ha- going for so long. Where's it at? The Poetry Society. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah by Holborn. Um, it's that's, nice.
0: that's 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 to sorry I've got a bit of a problem with the mic. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, try, you're just
1: adjusting. Trying that. to hold it
0: up, but there we go. Wait a minute. hey Wait. it's just wanting to come down a little bit. Oh, it's being a little bastard. Anyway, um, so so you yeah, so you've done a few slams then. Like you've you know
1: bits and bobs, bits and, and you're a slam champ well yeah well of one month slam but it's okay it's okay um yeah i think they've got the finals coming up soon actually i'm not really sure how it's run the guy who runs it he's been doing it for obviously 27 years yeah he's like old school in the game and stuff yeah um but yeah yeah no, it's good i've done a few um but like now obviously i have the issue that a lot of my poems are over three minutes and i don't know i think a lot of poets have that issue yeah because like the ones i've been writing recently like I, you can't explore everything in three minutes it know is it's mean? quite
0: a short i mean i don't know because th- pretty much every slam right says it's three minutes like yeah. that's like the standard and it is quite it's, it's quite hard if you've got a longer story to tell exactly. to get it into three minutes yeah that is actually pretty tricky isn't it yeah
1: the one i'm going to do later like it is a longer story and it needs a little bit more time yeah uh, but it's like one of my favorite pieces so I don't yeah. Know, like you have to kind of cut it out and cut it down yeah. and stuff, which is I, an issue. But
0: and then when you kind of trim it too much, it almost feels like it's kind of gone away from what you originally wanted it to be. And like there's mm. points which you don't make, and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I kind of get that. So let's so let, let's kind of bring this back to the start. Then, how long have you been doing spoken word?
1: Interesting. Um. So I first performed my first ever poem that I wrote when I was seventeen. Okay. Nice. Um. At Shambhala Festival in Northampton and um is it Northampton I always forget where it is you never remember where you are at a festival do you I've been there like four years as well some just grassy like, just, muddy field. just sleep on the mega bus <laughs> on the way there um yeah. yeah uh I did that there and then um since then it's sort of it's been a little bit on and off for me because I also I'm a playwright as well yeah um but I did a spoken word Show spoken word play really, um, for Brighton Fringe when I was 19. What in did you, yeah, yeah? Yeah, that's
0: insane.
1: Yeah, at 19, right. yeah, 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 it's good. That's so, yeah. really cool. Wait, yeah. wait,
0: let's talk about that. So, what yeah. was the play about?
1: It was called Did I Choose These Shoes? Yeah, um, it was me and a couple of friends, uh, and it was a spoken word and dance show that's that's sick yeah and it was all about like like kind of like a series a thread of poems that run together but all about the experiences growing up as a woman mm-hmm. and what it means to be a girl today yeah um so that was like the main theme and yeah it's, it sold out bright fringe actually what? last night it was good it was good um i got like a bit of funding for it and then i took it to edinburgh fringe the year after that right in yeah 2017 mm. uh so that was two years ago i did that um but since then, I, I studied at UEA. I did script writing and performance. So I've kind of been like doing spoken word and then also like working on my plays and stuff. But there is yeah. obviously a lot of crossover um, with theatre and poetry. Like that's where I'm juggling both sort of thing <laughs> and hoping they kind of intercept as much as possible.
0: So then, so then, yeah. So um, when, when did you start doing slams and going to like open mics and stuff?
1: So after I went to Shambhala, I started writing a little bit more and then i started going to do you know hammer and tongue slam yeah they've got one here in hackney but they've also got one in brighton which is really big Mm. um so i went to that a couple of times and i won the second time i went uh which is all right and then i did the finals of that didn't get through to um the uh they go to the royal albert hall if you get to like the final final of um yeah they take two people from each hammer and tongue to the Royal Albert Hall, so I just missed that. I came third, but you know why the problem was not saying like I should have won or anything. Like the people who did win <laughs> were incredible, yeah. But um, the problem was is that my poem was over by thirty seconds. I was so annoyed,
0: right? Because yeah. you, because you can't you you can't go over, right? You get you get like mark you get deducted, marked down for that, don't yeah, you?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. As a poet, I struggle to be concise sometimes, which is uh, a bit of an issue because I feel like that should be the main thing that you like that you're good at. but um, Choosing oh well.
0: words carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Life goes on. Anyway, yeah, that was... Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, when was, was that then? Like, that would have been, like, 2016. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, like, I did it in Brighton for a bit. Like, there was a great scene there. There was a group called Poets vs. MCs. Mm-hmm um who did a regular night at um the concord and they also did like like, of workshops and stuff um and there was kind of like a splinter group called culture cat clash and we went up to edinburgh together like um the same year i was up with my show actually and did a few gigs with them so i've been like brighton and then like when i was in at uea i did like all those open mics in norwich so i've kind of just been like dipping in and out of london when i can sort of thing up until now when i moved here i moved here in uh, july so i've just been like right let's check out all of these open mics and slams <laughs> and stuff like that so i've just been doing that uh in london pretty much since july yeah but before that it's been just brighton and norwich
0: so you're so you, you kind of said there as well that you're so you're like a playwright right so you have both of those skills being a playwright and also being a spoken word artist. And you seem to have done pretty well in both. i like, I'm, I must admit, um, what, um, which one do you prefer? Uh, is, is like one, you're more like your passion and one you feel maybe you're more skillful at. What is the kind of difference mm. in each of those two skills that you have?
1: Mm, it's a really difficult question yeah. because sometimes I feel like, Oh, I'm a bit better at poetry this week. Or like, I feel like writing a poem this week and it, resonates with like what i want to write yeah Uh, and it works for that medium works for the subject matter but then other weeks i'm like i've just got to finish the scene of a play um so i guess it just differ from week to week at the moment though like i write i write mostly scripts um for stage um because like i did my dissertation like a full-length play and i just feel like because i studied it and like that like i would probably say like i have more skill in it like i've written a lot i've read a lot of books about it and stuff like that um uh whereas poetry like i feel like there's a lot more to learn in terms of like i'd like to be more knowledgeable about um like poetry throughout the ages different types of poetry um prose poetry and stuff like that like Whereas with the script writing, I guess I was taught it. So I did it because I did it at uni. Mm. So I guess maybe I'd say I'm more skillful at playwriting i don't know um but I, I don't know it's weird to say like i'm really skillful at this thing because no, really but... i'm just muddling by and like i'm just trying to write as much as i can whilst also like working and stuff as well well we so... definitely
0: all are doing that
1: yeah <laughs> i know it's tricky yeah, yeah.
0: it is tough um yeah. look i uh want to speak about your night off the chest in a bit uh because you are the co-founder of that night which uh happened uh it well last week, literally a couple of days ago. um, And it was a massive success. So I really want to speak about that. But we're going to speak about that after your second
1: piece. Yay. (laughs) Okay.
0: So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your second piece? It's called 2008 to
1: 2013.
0: Yeah. And yeah, when you sent it to me, I kind of said to you that I was like, Oh, okay, there were like a couple of lines. I was like, I know what you're talking about. I (laughs) I just I just I just kind of got it. Do you want to do a little preamble to it?
1: Yeah. yeah, so I went to a school which was quite strict on school uniform, um, but also on just like little things that really don't matter in everyday real life. Um, and I felt like it was just a form of being militant personally. Um, but I guess you could read it in many different ways. Uh, but especially as being a girl in that environment, like, there's so many things that you're brought up around there's so many things that society are trying to carve you into and then suddenly you're put in this space where you can't be anything other than just like a clone of everyone else um so i I only wrote it um when did i write it literally like last month
0: oh wow okay we've got a new one it
1: is new i've performed it a couple times but sort of just like reading it um But actually, shout out to Muddy Feet Poetry. There's going to be a release of a video of it um, next week uh, because I did some filming with them. Um, Yeah, I was just sort of reflecting on, like, because I'm still best friends with my um, five friends from school. Um, And whenever I see them, like, they're literally my best friends in the whole world. Whenever I see them, like, we always get around to the point in the conversation where we start reminiscing on school and stuff like that. Um, And we're just talking about, like, how ridiculous it actually was and, like... I wonder if many other schools were
0: like that um, and why they are. So, yeah. I Look, um, I can't wait to hear this piece um, because I think, yeah, you, what, literally what you've just said makes so much sense. I don't understand why there was so, like, because there was a similar case at my school. Um, so many strict, small, anal, little, annoying little things. <laughs> anyway, and they're perfectly <laughs> summed up in this next piece. Oh. So the next piece we're going to hear from Ella is called 2008 to 2013.
1: We passed eyeliner under tables like cherished money pots. Growing richer with each black flick. Tutor time. Back of the class. Acting like we didn't give two shits. Consent granted when the teacher's back turned girls. Like the plastic chairs awkwardly slotting into each other. Pouting or grinning or crossing eyes into our blackberries until we'd sob from the throb of laughter. Girls who were learning how to cock up. Trimmed fringes with kitchen scissors. Bleached banana yellow or yanked over the scalp. Comb overs to match balding dads. Girls who were sent out for that flash of blue or pattern on shoe or deliberately lathered lippy. Stolen from one of our grands. Volcano orange oozing down white collars. And our earlobes were canvases. We, the artists, each morning brought a forbidden masterpiece. As we hiked the grey up to an inch of our crotch, felt the ladders tear from where the pleats stopped, stubble plucking at strings, with all the elegance of an untuned violin. But I was one of the girls changing for P.E., passing whispers about the hair on other girls armpits after my heart turned to car alarm at the sound of boys laughs a girl who heard the word ugly and saw lips shape her name so held compact mirror like an external organ gazed at waistline and smoke-stained windows and fought the heavy cloning iron as it smouldered and flattened each kink printed on us since a plastic doll was placed on a shelf above for us to reach up and grab. We chose the uniform we weren't ordered to wear when individuality was a purse lined only with coppers. And still... The cap on spending persisted, where walls wore constant calls of wipe that off, take that out, roll that down, no, roll that down now. Break time pizza wedged under braces. We fostered anarchy in the classroom, then in chapel queues and cold feet in puddles. No socks on over tights, no coats on inside. No rings, no earrings, no anything. Girls who just wanted a bit of bling. We are preparing you for life. The real thing. Girls who are now women and not quite fashion icons. Wearing blue socks over tights. Drawing paths leading to our eyes. Silver grazing cheeks and shoulders or... Volcano orange trainers inside the office and don't misbehave all so much.
0: So we are back with Ella and we just heard uh, her poem 2008 to 2013 um, and that was um, that was a really lovely piece um, which you performed like really really well. Like um, I could kind of. I think we, when I was watching you I can kind of see this may sound a bit weird but I can see mm-hmm. your theatrical background I like okay. can kind of see that you're like trained in it because you deliver the words in like really smart ways um and that was really cool so yeah thank you for that piece um it was really lovely and um yeah you the kind of words you chose, there was a lot of, there was a lot of mouthful sentence in yeah. there. Like that was, um, yeah, but it was really lovely. So yeah, yeah. thank you for that.
1: No um,
0: so, okay, look, now I, I want to talk about off the chest and I'm sure you do. I
1: absolutely do. Because
0: it was such a success. So it was the third night uh, last week. Why don't, why don't you first of all go back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about why you started the night mm. um, and then, yeah, we'll just have a conversation about
1: it. Well, uh, I've always wanted to run a night like I love spoken word. Um, I like running events. Um, I helped run um, the Spoken Word Society at my uni and like several events there. Um, and I came to London, started going to all of these nights and stuff. And to be honest, it really wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have met Ifty. Yeah. Um, like as much as like it's great, I'm co-host, co-founder, um, but uh, he was really the driving initial force. Like I met him at Boxed Intimate in September. Beginning mm-hmm. of September, mm-hmm. like, which is crazy because you think like that's not even that long ago. No, and I yeah. feel like I've known him for so long. <laughs> um, but we met there. And we just started chatting loads, um, got along, and he and we went to another night together. Actually, that Genesis Slam. Yeah. Uh, we went there together, um, and uh, then literally that was the second time we ever met. And then he was like talking to me about his new book that he had out and uh, losers and mm. he had a night at the Highland cafe to like premiere it um and he was like I really want to start running a night there and I was like oh cool like that'd be amazing that'd be like so sick um I was, I'd really like to do a night as well and then he just basically asked me what well, do you want to just do it together then <laughs> and I was like yeah let's do it i mean it could have like considering i didn't know him that well it could have worked out quite bad like i could just like not really get along with him but i get along with him so well so yeah. it's perfect um and we chatted about it we just had a few meetings talked to the people who run highland um and then like next month we had it all up and running and mm. like, we had 40 people at our first event um it was great um it's cool because like we've already met like a few people who are up and coming in the scene um um Sean Mahoney knows if like they, they know each other reasonably well. Um so he performed at our first event, which yeah. was great for us because he's obviously runs Boxed in and a really great. big name. And that was amazing um, to have
0: that as the first feature. Yeah, that was great the first feature. Yeah, and um
1: my friend Rewa who um I met through doing roundhouse and stuff. So uh yeah, it's basically been that. And ever since we've just like wanting to grow a little bit more and stuff. I mean, it's been a great way of meeting people. Um And also through that, I mean, within like setting it up, within our first event, we already got commissioned by somebody external. It was really bizarre. I really wanted to ask you
0: about that because that was, it was literally right after the first first event. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that.
1: So basically a group of students doing MA in curation at CSM, so Central St. Martin's at UAL, um, and they would putting together this fable walking tour on Roman Road in East London, like the road where Highland Cafe is on. Hmm. So they must have heard about us through, like, the fact that we're on Roman Road and at Highland Cafe. Uh, But basically, it's an event about the unused spaces along Roman Road because there are loads of, like... You know, there's there's a fish shop that hasn't been used in years. There's, like, a news agent. There's um, an old gaming store. Like, I mean, it's a problem throughout the whole of London. I notice it all the time. But, like, properties that are just sitting there because landlords are kind of just sitting on them or for whatever reason they're not being used. Um, So we were commissioned to write a piece about one of the spaces and we wrote a piece together, three pieces, actually, that kind of, like, fed fed into each other um, about... um, the old off license on Roman road that actually hasn't had anything in there for about five years. Um, it's spooky actually. Cause if you look inside, there's still like bowls and like people's coats hanging up and like old shelves and stuff like that. But in, the, in the shop. Yeah. Nobody's Whoa. been in there for years and years. Um, it's just across the road from Highland cafe. Um, it was so funny because, um, a lot of people who were actually also commissioned, we were the only poets doing it. There were also like, um, visual artists, um, uh like other different types of writers different mediums um but they are a lot of like modern artists and people who were coming around like a lot of people from the university came and they were looking in and they thought like some of some of them thought it was like an art installment like actually in there because you know when you look like a crunkled up (laughs) coke of the the can of coke and you think like wow Wow. what does this mean i wonder
0: what they meant with this
1: (laughs) Um, but we were just like throwing our words at it yeah That's amazing. it was funny it was funny so um,
0: you generally yeah. had like people that were really like looking into yeah, the layout yeah, yeah. to the shelves. like yeah. oh this coat yeah, I wonder yeah. wonder who owned this coat
1: yeah. I mean it is intriguing it's just, it's amazing the, how little you need to do these days <laughs> <laughs> really actually nothing you didn't even need to write the poem um, no 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 it was good it was great we wrote a um, piece of poem but it's interesting because if he's from East London I'm not really from London well yeah. actually I I, I, I did live in northwest London until I was nine and then I moved to Brighton. Yeah. Um, but East London, I don't know very well. Um, So yeah, that was really interesting. But it was also interesting because it was open air. So yeah, and yeah. it was also like, end of november really really cold Uh, so we got lucky with the weather that it wasn't raining at least but uh you know busy road cars driving down it so that was a new challenge in itself like managing to captivate an audience and keep them engaged and there's loads of people walking around in the background and stuff but it was nice but yeah we got commissioned to do that just from literally just doing one night of off the chest they heard about us it was interesting that is really cool
0: well i i guess in a way it's proof that um if you know anyone has an idea about something and they fancy doing something just 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 do it just like start it because the opportunities that can come Mm. straight away from you know Mm. even doing your first night as you said Mm. like you generally don't know what is going to come next so I think that's really cool that you guys did that and then straight away you were like doing some other stuff from it um (laughs) so the next thing I want to talk about is the uh plans you've got for the next off the chest so so there's been three and the fourth one is next month it indeed, and we can we can announce can't we yeah we we can i'm so excited for this okay so this is really cool um so we're basically going to be doing like a word spoken live so we're going to be doing a live episode at this event with three of the features it's going to be like a kind of sit down chat um and i'm gonna have a conversation with the three features and we're going to record it in going to be an episode on the show so tell us uh, a little bit about why you wanted to do this idea so so that's only part of the night um so tell us a little bit about the night itself what date it is on and yeah where people can make sure that they get tickets for it
1: so it's on the 20th of February at the Questers Theatre in Ealing mm-hmm. uh actually my place of work <laughs> <laughs> I, I work at the Questers um uh doing marketing there actually, which is quite fun because I get to market my own night. Um <laughs> for my job. Um uh and yeah so we have three features. We usually have two. Um it's in a theatre space, a hundred seater studio theatre, uh proper lighting, proper sound, um yeah, like we'll still have music um, at the end and stuff like that. Like ludicrously cheap drinks, which I was talking to you about. Oh stuff, right,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we need to talk, yeah, we tell. Yeah, just talk me- about
1: the drinks, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: when like you first said that, I was like, we have to tell everyone <laughs> how much a pint is. How much is a pint in this theatre? Two
1: pounds <laughs> sixty <laughs> is right. the cheapest. Get
0: the word out there, guys. Two pounds sixty yeah. for a pint. That's not even student union like yeah, 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 prices yeah. up in Newcastle. Where I went to uni.
1: Really? Two pounds sixty. Wow yeah yeah yeah
0: um i mean that's not the main reason but that's a great reason to come down guys (laughs) it's
1: it's a great theater thing is uh, i really big up the theater because it's a community theater it's all volunteer run yeah apart from the people in the office who do like marketing and uh, administration and stuff but um all the terms of like front of house bar work um like even videography or the acting like it's all community run people do it because they love it um so just people work at the bar because they love it (laughs) kind of why well, it's cheap as well that a, yeah, yeah that is amazing yeah, it's great but um anyway you yeah, know it's a great theater uh it's going to be a great space it's in ealing broadway uh yeah end of central line but you know it's manageable people get there people are all around actually yeah um
0: so it's going to be an evening of open mics and features oh yeah sorry right?
1: yeah, yeah yeah sorry i should have mentioned that yeah obviously we'll have um a bigger open mic um, segment than usual so be able yeah. to fit more people in uh because we were so popular at the last one yeah you had <laughs> like
0: people which you said like right next time you're going to be on but this time we can't do it because yeah. you were so packed out
1: exactly like we had about 30 people i think in total like including advanced slots signing up for the open mic so we obviously like it's just tricky putting everyone on yeah. um but we really tried to um but no like this one's going to be great so we've got um Rakaia, Fatuga, who is the 2018 Roundhouse Slam champion. Oh. Um she's headlining. Um uh and she's amazing. I met her at a night last year. Uh she's done loads of different things. Um she's part of a like really great collective and stuff, so she'll be great. Mm. Um and then Laura Ray, who does stuff with a night called Rhymes with Orange. Um and I actually um Work with her as well. Oh, <laughs> she yeah. works in the theatre as well. Oh, wow. Um, but okay. she's like kind of been helping feed into the idea for the night because she's really into poetry and stuff. So and then the of...
0: third one, or is Yeah, that... so a
1: guy called Jaeger. I actually. Um, he uh, also was in the Roundhouse final this year. Uh, but he helps run um, Chocolate Poetry, which I only discovered the other week. Ah,
0: the that, those yeah, guys. that sucked. I really yeah, like that night.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the free chocolate. Uh, yeah, great incentive. They
0: really did well with their marketing there, didn't yeah. they? Guys, come along. You get free chocolate. Yeah. All right, then.
1: Yeah, we're just <laughs> bigging up like every event in the whole of London here. We should be getting sponsored. I know. No, but it's
0: w- one of the things I've... Uh, been i I mean i haven't been amazed at this but it 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 almost seems like there's still so much room for even more nights like you you guys have done your third night and you're 30 people signing up to come on and Mm. you you had you know you that was more that was way more than enough there is still a demand Mm. for there's there's so many people that 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 want to come to these nights Mm. and they want to speak The like scene still isn't big enough to accommodate everyone
1: yeah
0: why do you think that is like what, because outside of the open mic scene, the visibility of poets mm. i, I don 't think it 's enough yet mm. um, because I think it 's an art form where there 's so much talent, mm. um, but there 's not enough platform yeah. there 's not enough platforms to accommodate that talent, mm. um, so the open mic scene is is just booming there's mm. still like there 's still people queuing up that like, you 've got to be there at mm. the time when the sign up starts <laughs> it 's mad what <laughs> how many more nights can there be?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we've reached breaking point at the moment because there is one. I mean, there's like three or four for every night of the week, it seems. Mm. Um, I don't know if the answer is more nights necessarily. Uh, I do think like it would be great to get more recognition in mass pop culture or mass media and stuff like that. But then again, like... I do also sort of like it being like very grassroots, but obviously, where do you go from there? Um, like, I think the thing that was so massively influential, like, influenced me. Like, I am a big Kate Tempest fan, I know mm. a lot of people are, um, but like, sh- like she's one of the first spoken word performers I saw, um, and then obviously Holly McNish, I am a big fan of. Yeah, I really love um, her stuff. Yeah, she's great. Um, so I feel like from I mean, they work. They became kind of a little bit more in the mainstream. Um, and they influence such a massive a group of people, I feel. Um, and obviously, like, Roundhouse, the initiatives they do and stuff. Like, all these things have been really influential. So now people are realising they can just do it for themselves, set up their own nights, which is amazing. Uh, but I just wonder, like, there's, it's quite complex, like, how, what, what Spoken Word does in terms of... Um, in terms of to mass market, to be mass marketable, like does that kind of take something away from it to Mm. a certain extent? Like, not saying the big poets aren't great, they are, but like a lot of poets, for example, I see like advertising for banks and like NatWest and Nationwide and stuff, um, which I find really interesting because they've been commissioned by those companies. Mm. Um, But I just wonder, like, is it just that they see it as it's like a rising thing, so they're going to capitalise off that and... It's interesting if, uh, how that's influencing people more.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess it is something that is that is kind of quite tough because mm. in the one way, as you kind of said, it being very much a grassroots movement and there being a community of people that mm. are really supportive of mm. one another and, and of one another's projects, mm. um, in some ways is what makes it so unique. Mm. So mm. I do kind of see what you mean. It's, 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 it's you know, if, if it were to evolve and more people were to kind of grow more and Mm. become i guess yeah more of a part of the mainstream culture would 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 that be lost um and i think like yeah it's it's Mm. just a real tough one and it is just yeah there's like there's like pros and cons to both sides right absolutely um um and yeah i don't know
1: i mean a good example of that is uh george the poet i feel like i really like I really like a lot of his stuff, like his podcast. I
0: love his it's podcast. Great. It's
1: great. It's good. It's um, phenomenal. Yeah. But I think he's been really influential. Like I like some of his stuff, some other of his stuff. I feel like you could almost say like, kind of goes more over to rap and more yeah. like commercial yeah. music and stuff, which is like fine. That's great. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's a fine line because a lot of the time with spoken words, like I feel like to make a career out of it, a lot of people have to go over to music um, or, like, a different sort of art form yeah. to make it, like, manageable and accessible to people who aren't just interested in spoken word, like people who are interested in rap or music as well. Um, like, obviously, Kate Tempest does that a lot and really well. Um, but it's interesting for people who aren't into that because it's just like, is it just for the scene? Um, yeah.
0: It is true because, it, yeah, you're right, it like does almost feel that in in order for it to kind of reach a larger group of people yeah you do need to add in another element to it in a way which is a shame in a way but i guess yeah if it does have the ability to reach a ride a wider group of people mm-hmm. then yeah i mean i don't know it is a catch 22 i yeah. guess we do it's really
1: complicated have... anyway
0: it but... is complicated i guess we don't have the answers but we're asking yeah. the question um okay cool so look time is flying by um sorry
1: i talked so much no 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 <laughs> that's
0: the whole point of the show yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um so okay if you will uh give us a little bit of context around your third piece
1: okay so i actually originally wrote this for my show that i was talking about earlier did i choose these shoes back in 2016 when i was 19 Mm. and i very recently rewrote it like last night and over the few couple of days because um i like the piece and the story but i feel like my writing has kind of changed and evolved since then so i kind of wanted to put that stamp on it um uh, it's a piece, um, uh, it's difficult to describe, actually. I might just let the piece talk for itself. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, but it's course. called Tearing Fingernails Under the Table. Mm-hmm. Another mouthful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, look, let's just jump straight on in. So this is Ella with Tearing Fingernails Under the Table.
1: Let's go to that bar, she says, the one we always liked. She'd been looking for a remedy, a rave. To take her from duvet cave to dizzying lights. Just the girls. Soon, we're crunching through last cubes of ice. I've only had four, but she is definitely past five. Turns out this place is proper shite. But we're holding each other up like parts of a broken bridge. As the beat tremors to earthquake, her feet stumble. Sway her under the eyes of a couple of guys like it's her spotlight. One of them looks like he's scouting something to lift his heavy day. Definitely saw her smiling as he came her way. Their hands on her bum. Why should he be denied a bit of fun? Grabs her by the arm. Demands they dance. When she says no, his hands have nowhere to go. So he shoves back, spits curses. Something about her short skirt? I can hear him dub her a whore and spit some more as she heads towards the door. But my hands are under the table as I tear off each pointy fingernail. I follow after, calm her, but now she's hiding tears under powder, offering laughter to jokes cheaper than flat lager. Filling palms with unknowns, hoping it feels better than being alone. We're fuzzy senses and echoes and I can't remember when I saw her go home. Because my hands are under the table as I tear off each pointy fingernail. He's alone at the bar, can't bring himself to go back to that same stale sofa. Tosses the lime in the bin as he necks the last gin. He knows what he wants, couldn't know where to begin. Gets up from the stool, paces through town. Wind blowing snap back off sticky hair, smelling chip pitters in the air. On the corner... Thinks he sees her, stumbling, swaying, brunette hair just over there. Now, a fight for him was never much of a sin, if it kept his masculinity intact. Sex for him was never a sin. Sex for her seemed to turn her name But this wasn't sex for her. One foot bare, wet, cold, as tears drop next to an overflowing dustbin on a side street by Asda. What a price to pay for turning him away. Fingernails all ripped off. I walk home. I pick up a single high heel off the side of the road. Cinderella must be late back from the ball. But no, I've I've seen it before. In fact I think I was there when it was bought. I give her a call. Answer phone kicks in. And as I carry her shoe through town, cars beep, engines growl. A city never fully sleeps and Someone is always on the prowl.
0: Ella, thank you very, very much for that final piece. Um, I could kind of tell that your persona slightly changed in that i I like could tell that that was a bit more heartfelt maybe than the the other two pieces um was, does that Does that kind of make sense, or is that something I've read? That's not quite right
1: um yeah, I, I, maybe. I mean every performance is different, I suppose. First time performing it with that like new version. Um so it's interesting. Um yeah, it's funny because like the piece in itself entirely is like fictionalized. Um like the beginning of the night like did happen like that. Um but I I just it, it got me thinking about like the amount of things you hear about people and girls on the news all the time. And it's like having to be so careful all the time and Mm. careful of what you do and with your friends and who you're looking out for and stuff. Um, It shouldn't be like that. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of like a what if situation, which is like scares. It's scary, isn't it?
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it is. And I like think it's cool that you can kind of uh, tap into different elements of your writing like you've kind of got a, you've got like a kind of funny side with the with the with the, with the first piece mm-hmm. and then i guess with your second piece you're kind of going back to your school days and um yeah so yeah thank you very much for bringing three very varied pieces and really really great pieces so honestly i'm really really uh, honored that you did that thank you for having um, me <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you're more than welcome um one of the things i was going to ask is um i i had i had a friend of mine basically who's been listening to the show and he said, "Why is everyone so miserable?" <laughs> 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 and I was like, "Okay, that's kind of harsh." Um, but uh, and then, then it kind of got like kind of got me thinking because lots of poets um, often write uh, from a dark place, or if if they're down, um, some write when they're up. Right? Mm. I, I guess it does kind of vary. But if you go to an open mic night. I'd say ninety percent are like not comedic, mm. um, and then maybe ten are kind of mm. make like put a little smile on your face, although mm. they're a bit more light hearted. So you clearly have the ability to write kind of in both ways. Mm. Um, but I guess, yeah, why, why, why do you think it is that ninety percent of them is are, are kind of often quite deep?
1: I mean. The thing that immediately springs to mind is that poetry, I think traditionally is about people's feelings, (laughs) like, um, and it's an outlet. It's a form of um, expressing that, Um, a form of processing it. Uh, So I feel like primarily maybe it's that. It's a way of sharing your feelings with other people. Um, So I don't know. I think it's a tricky one because if people are feeling just like happy and funny all the time, maybe they don't see that as like sort of like productive for them to like let that out. Um, I I don't know. I can't speak for others. Um, but I, I I do know a lot of people do use creativity as a form of, um, catharsis and Mm. working through stuff, especially in the spoken word scene. Um, it does seem that way. Um, personally i do have mixed feelings about it and i totally understand what your friend means um i showed some videos actually to my auntie and from your podcast and she she was thinking the same (laughs) thing she was like great poems but oh my god they're so sad (laughs) um and it is i guess it is sad and maybe actually though if you listen to a lot of like amazing great songs love songs or you know songs about difficult experiences like if you actually break down the lyrics like they are equally sad but because spoken word there's nothing else to hide behind it's literally just the words you just got the words to go off you're really focused on that and the way somebody is performing and really like they've experienced it maybe i mean not always they're not always experienced it i know there's lots of people who write stories that are fictional as well Uh, um, which is just as powerful but um yeah i think it's just a raw art form but I do like variety in spoken word as well. I'm a massive fan of that. I think it's really important to, you know, you are there to also entertain and be entertained. I think that is an important aspect of it. Um, It's not just about going through things that you feel. Um, as much great as that is, but um, mm.
0: yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Really, is it is an art form in which you hide behind nothing else. Yeah. So artists that paint, mm. you know, often they're creating stuff from a place of uh, sadness or mm. pain mm. or happiness as mm. well. But, um, but the out the outcome of which is a painting that goes that goes on the wall. Mm. If you're a singer or a mu or a musician, it's kind of the same mm. thing. But the outcome can be a song which everyone loves and no one really mm. understands from from where it came inside of you Mm. but yeah you're right with poetry it's words and Mm -hmm. it's and it's raw and um there's nothing else masking Mm. the source of it yeah yeah is there
1: it's communication isn't it like in its rawest form so it is
0: yeah Yeah. no and and i think yeah often often people you know people (laughs) people are down so yeah (laughs) that's the kind of thing um so, yeah, I think, I think you've really nailed that answer there. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, so, look, we're, we are kind of roughly coming towards the end. And the final question I always ask my poets is uh, what is coming up uh, in the future for you? So uh, we've already kind of briefly touched upon the uh, off the chest night, which is coming mm-hmm. up. But, yeah, um, tell us a little bit about, first of all, where we can follow any kind of projects that mm-hmm. you're working on yeah. and what you've got planned for the immediate future
1: great um so follow me at elladg uh on instagram uh elladorman Geich on twitter uh follow off the chest on everything um also uh a theater company that i work with they're called broken silence theater i'm their creative associate uh you can find them on broken silence theater on instagram and twitter um immediately coming up i have with broken silence theater uh, a performance of a short play of mine at the Arcola theater um it's a new version of something i've been working on for a while um it's called the tory who came in my face (laughs) (laughs) that is a fantastic
0: name for a play yeah
1: yeah um yeah the tory who came in my face uh that is actually autobiographical (laughs) Genuinely is. Yeah. Uh, so come along guys please the arcola <laughs> theater on the 2nd of february uh 7 30 p.m um and it's part of uh an evening of new writing uh five new five new plays um and i'm performing in it as well it's one woman thing it's going to be interesting that interesting is, um, that is an amazing yeah. title and way off in the future i've got something um In Brighton, actually, going back to Brighton, I'm doing The Brighton Fringe for four nights uh, with a new play that I've written called Divided that I've been working on for a while. Um... Uh, so yeah, if you're in Brighton area, for Brighton Fringe, divided it's on the 18th to the 21st of May. So I've got 2nd of Feb, 18th to 21st of May. And 20th of February is the next Off the Chest at the Questers. Off the Chest goes West at the Questers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone, when I asked that question, has had so much to say. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Just incredible. That was <laughs> good. No, no, but it's, look, that's the whole point of this. It's an interview. And so... look, um, it is an interview. And, uh... That is so exciting that you've got so much coming up. um, And I wish you all of the best with all of it. I cannot wait to do this word spoken live at the next (gasps) off the chest. I'm
1: so excited about that. If
0: if you guys are listening, yeah, please follow off the chest, off the underscore chest. Um, And yeah, we really hope it's going to be a really good night. I think uh, the features you've got sound amazing. Um, It's going to be a really... Nice space because often uh, open mics and and stuff like they're not often in big theaters. There are there are there are there are, there are like a few. But to have a 100-seater capacity, nice stage, nice theatre, it's going to be a really nice place for people to come and share their work, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, great. And cheap drinks. And cheap drinks, sorry, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think that pretty much sums up everything. Um, So, Ella, thank you very, very much for coming down. Excited for the next few months you've got coming ahead. You've got a lot on your plate. So, uh, best of luck with it all. Um, And, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we will see you all next week. Cheers, guys.